Welcome to the Love is Viral show. I'm your host, Jeanette Schneider, the founder and CEO of Live Media and the creator of the Live Pocket Coach on the Apple App Store. Our premise at Live is simple. A healthier you today leads to a healthier world tomorrow. Our guests include neuroscientists, therapists, professors, coaches, authors, yogis, speakers, entrepreneurs, and those who believe that a bigger, better life can be found at the intersection of mindfulness and science. Join me as we nerd out with a little bit of soul. The Love is Viral show is a live media production. Sean and Katie Miles believe that your habits are the vehicle that will get you to your goals. They stress the importance of building habits customized to your journey, along with maintenance habits, which include planning time for play and for rest. Sean and Katie are the brother and sister who co-founded Habit Better with the goal of bringing 1 million people habitual happiness. Habit Better uses guided journaling to train the brain and help people achieve goals, build healthy relationships, and manage stress. In this episode, we discuss the psychology of growth and how our habits rewire our brain, what it means to be goals-focused versus values-focused, why self-reflection through journaling can help us design our own journey and create our own blueprint, and how to consciously use habits to create habitual happiness and healthy relationships. Sean Miles is an MBA, certified scrum master and triathlete who lives, breathes, and eats healthy habits. He is an active journaler and meditates daily. Sean has read just about every book on self-improvement, habit formation, and goal setting, but he wanted more. So he created it. He came to his sister Katie with an idea she couldn't turn down. An institute that doesn't just tell, but teaches and guides people in creating better habits and achieving their goals. Katie Miles is a licensed marriage and family therapist who works with individuals, couples, and families in her private practice to manage and overcome their struggles, heal and strengthen relationships, move through pain and suffering, and find growth and fulfillment. She co-founded Habit Better in order to expand her mission to a broader audience and make these tools for growth accessible to all who want it. She knows growth starts with small habits, and journaling is one of her favorite habits for exploration, innovation, healing, development, and change. Let's dig in. This is Jeanette Schneider, and welcome back to the Love is Viral show. I'm super excited to have with me today the folks from Habit Better. Um, Thank you, Sean and Katie, for joining me. I love what you're doing, and I appreciate you guys coming together so we can chat about why we need better habits. Yeah, we're excited to dive in. I love it. I love it. So I'm such a nerd when it comes to how our minds work. And we were just talking about, before we got started, how... There's this kind of like, if you look at all of the creative ways in which we can kind of hack ourselves and we look at neurobiology and we look at um, psychology and psychiatry, it all kind of like comes together. And it's kind of funny because if like we boil it all down, there's truly a few hacks that we can create if we're mindful about it. And I think sometimes we ignore them because we're like, that's, it feels good or that's a lot of work. But it (laughs) sounds like from your perspective, you guys are like, you both have dug deep into this subject from a different perspective, right? Mm-hmm. If yeah. I understand, so and you're a you're a therapist, is that right, Katie? Yeah, I'm a marriage and family therapist. Okay, and you're. I read your bio. Share with me. I'm like I don't want to say it wrong. <laughs> so, uh, so I, I'm an entrepreneur kind of by nature. I uh, I'm a certified uh, Scrum master, which is a lot of like agile's uh, development type of stuff. Um, but really, uh, I just got really into habits and have always been huge in kind of personal development yep. and just the idea that like you are the tool 
and kind of refining your tool on a constant basis is, is all really the most important thing that you can yeah. do is making sure that you're in the right place um, to kind of serve, serve the world around you and serve the people around you. Mm-hmm. I love that because it puts you, and I've been playing with the idea of making ourselves the observer, observer, right? The observer of self. Like we are our own little science experiment. And I think so many times the experiment runs the person and, <laughs> you know, like all of the emotions come out and all of the drama and the stories. I actually wrote a book about pulling out all of your old stories. And I think it was super important in kind of understanding your programming before you pass it along. And then I was like, okay, but we can't stay stuck there, right? We still have to learn how to understand these and observe these from a non-emotional place, I think, at -hmm. times. And I'm curious, like, what was the conversation that made you guys say, like, we need to actually create structure around this and, like, bring it to the world? Well, I always laugh because I say that, you know, because we're, we're siblings. I'm the younger sister. He's the older brother. Um, and I, my joke is that he, he approached me with this idea for Habit Better. And, you know, me being a therapist, he knew I had expertise in this world. And I think that little sister part of me got activated talking about, you know, stories and the things that we sure. operate on. And I was like, oh, big brother wants to play with me. Like, okay, I'll do this. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, kind of from my perspective, I, um, I was actually, I was in a car accident. Oh my gosh. At this point, I guess it was six, seven years ago. Um, I was in a Jeep rollover and I was a passenger and ended up spending six months in therapy for traumatic brain injury. Mm. And out of that came kind of, was really kind of this, the starting point of my obsession with habits. So I'd always been into personal development, and everything, but having to like relearn, um, different things in my life, you know, down to like reading and, and, you know, uh, kind of having to relearn all of those different things made me really obsessive kind of about, about habits and their power kind of talking about that neurobiology is like habits literally rewire the brain Mm -hmm. and that repetition. And I, I had to rewire my brain after that injury. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I got really into that and then, you know, went from, severely, you know, kind of disabled after that accident to, to saying, you know, I want to go get my master's Mm. and went and got my master's and just kind of the success that I had in like really taking my life and just, you know, habitualizing as much as I could and, and stuff like that. Um, I was like, more people need to know this, Mm -hmm. you know, cause you can, you can just take your life to a whole nother level if you are conscious and intentional about what you are doing each and every day. Um, and so that's kind of where I came from. And then I was like, yeah, but this worked for me, but there's a million self-help books out there and I'm not a psychiatrist or a psychologist. I want it to work for everyone. And I know what works for me won't necessarily work for everyone. So I was like, Hey, Katie, you're a, you're a therapist. You know how to work with people. <laughs> was that so like, it was like a really easy conversation or did you have to talk her into it? Both? <laughs> yeah, both. Both and. It was, you know, there were easy conversations and then there were really difficult conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, one of our kind of like segments within Habit Better is like looking at the different like areas of your life where you need to build healthy habits and relationships is one of them. 
And it was really amazing because as we were building this together as siblings, you know, you have building a business, regardless, you have difficult conversations and we got to kind of live this, this world of like creating good habits for our relationship as we built this together in order to make sure that we were on the same page and that we were also um, keeping the integrity and the love of our like sibling relationship while also becoming business partners. Yeah. I love that. And I know that we're going to get into that because you guys are building an app right now and you recently shared that you're going to create um, content or kind of uh, foundational elements for habits around relationships. So I love it. Like you're speaking my love language. Like it's like the whole like intentional living and trying to make sure that we're really present and creating focused impact in very specific areas of my life, of your life. And these are choices, right? You have to make active choices every single day and you don't let your life kind of lead you around. And I'm curious because like, and this is something I've been kind of like, I don't know. I've been like throwing bo- like arrows out lately is this whole like hashtag pop culture, pop psychology, where we talk about mm-hmm. hustle, grind, you know, like we've got this culture where it's kind of like shiny and sexy to be like, I am a hashtag boss, babe. I am hashtag grinding. And yeah. people I, are I like work 16 hours a day and wake up at four 30 in the morning to work all day. And then, yeah, no, that's, that's the well, burnout. It's burnout waiting. And then it's also hashtag goals. And that drives me crazy because I have a relationship with the word goals, right? Because I believe that we move our goals forward every single day. But then as I started to kind of back up, I'm like, but wait a minute. Goals is conceptual, right? It's it's the end result or the thing that you want to get to. But how do you get to that? And for me, it's always been like, okay, well, how do I touch it every single day? Like, is it an email I send out? Is it a podcast I listen to? Do I listen to a course or, you know, download an audiobook? What am I doing every single day to get me a little bit closer? And for me, there's a lot of self-education, probably too much at times. Um, (laughs) We all do. Right. But then I was curious from your perspective, like you guys have a formula around it. Like you guys actually have created languaging, like a a habit loop, a habit audit, a habit stacking. I was like, oh, y'all have your own hashtags. Um, (laughs) So walk me through like what you think is important as far as habits are concerned in order to get to that conceptual goal or that desired outcome. Where yeah. do you start? So I, okay, so caveat before we start this, our dad is in the car business. So we've got like some really good car analogies. Here. Okay. Um, but so um, I, I think goals, you know, and, and this is one thing, I don't know if it's still go, making the circuit on the internet or whatever, but there was a thing where like, you know, a couple people were like, goals are dead. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're, you know, it's all about habits. And while I am a firm believer in habits, I was like, time out. Like goals are not dead. If you think about it, goals are the destination, right? Mm-hmm. And, so, and there's, I mean, there's different forms of goals. There's like process goals, performance goals, destination, you know, and, and so goals, if you think of them as your destination, habits are the vehicle that will get you there. And so when you're thinking about like creating habits and everything, you want to build the vehicle that you need. And so if you need to go across, you know, mountainous terrain and everything, you need to build an SUV, mm-hmm. you know, like you don't need a sports car because you'll never go the bumps in the road. So, but if you're trying to get somewhere really quickly and it's pretty straight shot, yeah, you want to probably build that sports car. And so it's really thinking about taking a step back. It's like, okay, here's my goal. Now, what are the milestones there? Okay, what are the obstacles that I'm going to come across? Is it that I need to move really quickly? Is it that I'm going to, you know, like 
run into things that I'm going to have to adjust along the way, which is pretty true in, in, in all scenarios, like life is going to happen. Um, and then also, you know, if you're not making a habit and, and integrating a habit of maintenance, you're going to break down along the way. And maintenance is like that, like plan your play is, is my kind of my phrase I love to use. It's like, okay, you plan all these meetings. Do you plan play? Rest. Like, did you did you did you plan rest? Make a habit of seeing your friends or doing something that brings you joy every day or week or whatever your kind of filler need is. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's that idea of taking the habits because those, like you said, you touch them every day, every week, and really being intentional about you know what are my true fillers, you know, because I think sometimes we can get into this mindset of like, yeah, you know, like exercising is my filler. Okay, it might be, you might be that individual. For some people, it definitely is a filler. And on a like physiological way, it's a filler. But does it bring you joy? You know, if I'm out there running as hard as I can run, you know, I I love running every day. But like a hard run is not a filler. It's exercise. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like, it's training for something. Right. But, you know, like a nice jog listening to an audio book, definitely a filler. Um, and so it's really kind of getting intentional about what that is, what, what my goal is out of running. Like, am I training for a race? I do triathlon. So am I training for that race or am I just trying to get an energy boost? And I, to get an energy spike, I only need like 10 minutes of an elevated heart rate to spike, you know, those hormones and endorphins and everything. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's, it's building that vehicle. Do I need to study to reach my goal? Like, do I need to learn something? Okay, well, then integrating some sort of daily learning is probably a habit that I should look at. Mm. And that's kind of how we look at like the integration of, of things. And then kind of to add on to what you were speaking to, like this world, like Instagram and these hashtags and this boss babe and this, you know, grind and look how awesome I'm doing. Um, an analogy that I use a lot with my clients when we think about um, being goals focused versus being values focused mm-hmm. and value is our, our why, like, how do I want to be in the world? Why, why do I want to reach this destination or do this thing or develop this specific habit? Um, you can think of two kids sitting in a car um, and they're heading to Disneyland And one of them is going, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And that's the person who's goal focused. Mm -hmm. Whereas the other person who's values focused and a little bit more focused on um, the habits, the the journey along the way is, you know, they're reading a great book. They're having a great conversation with parents. They're counting, you know, the cows that they're passing along the way. And they're both going to get there, right? They're both heading in that direction, but one's going to enjoy it a lot better than the other. Um, And one's going to feel less stressed than the other person because the other person is just so hyper-focused on getting there and they're not happy until they get there. Guess what? You're probably not going to be happy when you get there because there's, you know, next up, Disney World. you got another place to go. I'm I'm guilty of being kind of the, are we there yet? He's our, he's (laughs) our, are we there yet? I'm the value. I'm, I really, because I'll, I used to, when I would travel for work, like I literally, like my, I'd pack my bag as if I was going on an adventure and I'd have like my best snacks and a book and like my mute, my best, like the playlist and I have playlists based on mood. And so it was like, I would curate an entire experience. So by the time I got there, I was all like, let's do this where everyone else yes. is like, Oh my God, that took forever. And blah, blah, blah. Right. And, and I, I think to some extent I've, I've to some extent trained my daughter that that's, that's, we're working on that because <laughs> it's a little <laughs> bit of the, are we there yet? And it's a little bit of, this is what we're going to do on the way. Um, 
But I'm curious, um, when, and I love, uh, Sean, that you mentioned specifically, like, I know that 10-minute elevated heart rate is going to give me the boost I need because I'm tapping into my endorphins, right? And that's another thing that's super interesting to me is that we have the ability through some of these things, like, to curate experiences where we're we're actually tapping into our feel-good hormones based on what we need in those moments. And, like, like I don't think we realize sometimes that we have the power to do that. Yeah. I don't think like we know ourselves well enough where we're like, if I did this in this chunk of time, I know, like, for instance, I know for a fact that if I want to write content, it has to be a, I'm in yoga pants or pajamas and I'm ordering in food this day because my creative days, it just flows to me. I know I've got a lot of content to write. I just need to kind of vibe with it. And then once it is all out, I can go for a run or I can go for a walk or I can exercise because the endorphins I get at the end of the day help kind of flush all that out. If I do it before, I'm too hyper and I'm not in. So it's almost like you kind of have to like learn how your body and your creativity and your all of that works so that you can be at your best self for each thing that you have to tackle um, through the day. That was really the basis of, you know, uh, when Sean was talking about, you know, not the the same things don't work for everyone. Like, yes, there are certain keystone habits that we know we all operate best on, right? Like journaling is one of the keystone habits, getting regular movement, um, you know, being outside for most people, we kind of need that, that, that Mm -hmm. sun, that energy. Um, but when we were constructing habit better, habit better, and specifically the app, we were looking at, it's, you know, it's a design your own journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and you need to, when we're talking about self self-reflection and journaling, that's important because you're creating your own blueprint. Somebody else's blueprint might not necessarily work for you. Like when you're talking about creating your content, somebody else who might be doing the exact same thing might have a completely different routine and habits and rituals around that. Um, but a lot of us do this thing where we look at other people who are successful or doing what we want to do. And we go, okay, I'm just going to do everything they do. Yeah. And that's just not sustainable because you're not actually tuning into how your biology works, what, what, what your psychology is based on and what motivates you versus Joe Schmo, who's next to you. Your circle is everything, and I like to invite you to join mine. Today, the Love is Viral show is brought to you by Gold Circle on Live Pocket Coach. Our exclusive Gold Circle membership includes over 130 pieces of content on self-development, relationships, money, and vision, weekly group coaching calls, monthly webinars, and access to our private live community in real time for a fraction of the price you pay for traditional coaching. The Gold Circle is interactive. As you share, we build the courses and offer you the circle you have been looking for to move you to the next level in your life. Download the Live Pocket Coach on Apple and select the Gold Circle membership from the subscription options in the menu. I'll see you in the circle. I love that. It just made me think of this YouTube that I keep seeing like that's being promoted right now. And it's like millionaires wake up like this. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so annoying. Um, every single day like that. Really? Um, but I'm curious. So like, I also know, and, and we've talked about like things that work for you. And I, I noticed in like, you do have a toolkit on your website. I know that the app is like coming soon. You've yeah. got a waiting list, correct? And you've got this toolkit where people can go in and start to actually almost kind of like dig in and say like, what's important to me. You have a little infographic or icon or whatever you call it, where it talks about craving routine reward. 
right? And so I know that that's from a, that's a, that's a psychology kind of, that's a, so tell me a little bit about that. Like, are we all kind of wired and, you know, in studying like choice theory, we all have this kind of like this life that we want to create. And so much of it has to do with desire, craving, reward. And, you know, I'm curious, is that something that we're just wired for? Yeah. So, um, I wish I could take like credit for that, but that is actually based on research out of MIT. (laughs) Um, and so the, there's the cue routine reward and it's all driven by that craving. Like that Uh craving is the engine that, that turns that whole, that whole loop. Um, and yeah, I mean, we are hardwired for it, you know, you, so, so basically the, the, when you like really get into the kind of nitty gritty science of it, your brain is trying to process like millions of data points every second of every day, you know, like how light is it? Where am I sitting in space? You know, what is the temperature? What am I feeling? What does this nerve say? Like as far as pressure, heat, you know, like all those different things, what's going on inside of my consciousness, you know, like all those different inputs. And so in order to make sense of that, your brain starts to boil it down. And it, it actually takes place in like one of the oldest parts of the brain, the basal ganglia, where, you know, they did these experiments on mice and they threw them in a maze and there's a reward at the end of the maze. And the first time they went through, their brain lit up like a Christmas tree. Mm -hmm. And like, everything's going on. They're taking in all of the new information in this maze and they go through. Second time, pretty much the same, lit up. Third, fourth, you know, and then they get to the 50th, 100th time and there's like almost no act going on in this portion of the brain because it's like, well, we know what to do. The yeah. reward is over here. So I'm going to do this. And that's, it's, it's becoming wired and it's that habit. And so the cue is I'm getting in the maze. The routine is I know how to get through the maze and the reward is at the end of the maze. And so it's, it's that boiling down that chunking of information that your brain does in order to deal with all the stimuli that we're mm-hmm. exposed to. And so you know, like, and, and you mentioned earlier about being intentional about like dis- creating the things you want in your life and the actions that you take. And everything. Those habits are being created, whether you are deciding to or not, like you are always, your brain is always looking for the shortcut. And that's what a habit really is. It's the cue, routine reward. Like what's the shortcut here? How do I get this done as efficiently as possible? Um, because your brain is like 2% of your body mass and uses up 20% of your energy. Mm. And so anyone, your brain is looking to like do things as simply as possible. And, and so if you're, if you're consciously developing a habit, great, that's the mm-hmm. ideal. Otherwise you are unconsciously developing habits. And this is, I think, I think you can speak to like emotional habits Yeah. here is like your body's craving security or your body, you know, it's like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Mm-hmm. So you, once you've met the bottom layer, you move up and up and up to self-actualization, but you're always craving something. Your mm-hmm. body is looking for nourishment, security, you know, whatever it might be. And your brain is then saying like, what's the best way there? Yeah. Like what's the simplest way there? And with emotional habits, it can be super sneaky because they can be, you know, unconsciously you're learning stuff and they actually did experiments with people that have no ability to make memories and they would train them with cards and give them this this deck of cards and say like organize it this way and you know the person would do it and they did it you know 100 times and then they just gave them the deck of the cards and the person ha- has no ability to recall anything and they would just start sorting the cards the way that they had been told previously and the, the researcher would say well, why are you sorting the cards that way 
I don't know. I have no idea. It seems yeah. Weird. And so, you know, like emotional stuff is that way. Like you may have learned it when you were young. Yeah. I mean, you think it like the really common one is like, I feel anxious. I bite my nails, you know, and that, that cures some, or like the reward is it's putting out some of that, you know, that emotional energy that you're, you're feeling right now. Um, if you look at it more complexly, like in a relationship, um, couples, and I, I work specifically with couples, um, you develop a certain cycle when you argue. And that's often why it feels like you're having the same argument over and over. It's not the content of the argument. It's the process. It's the habitual loop that you get stuck in together. And mm-hmm. that gets more complex because you're triggering each other's like habit systems. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we all have felt this, right? Yeah. Um, and so even, even in couples therapy, when it comes to how you're relating, how you're communicating with each other, you break it down to the habits that are getting triggered, the behaviors, the thoughts, the emotions that come up, and then everything that springs up after that. So let's talk about that because um, you guys are, are talking about habits and relationships. And like we can, people can download the toolkit or as the app comes out. And I think what I'm learning from the way people, you know, take in information is it's almost like if you can create some science behind it and and share with them the why and the numbers, they're like, oh, that makes sense. When it comes to relationships, it's almost like no matter what formulas you put into place, it, there's, there's, there's a lot more going on. Um, so I'm curious from your perspective, like when you, t- when you guys said like, Hey, we're going to create, you know, habits for relationships to help you really understand, walk me through what that looks like, because you can, you can realize that like, we have a habit of fighting this way and there's maybe a power dynamic or a triggered response because of a past relationship or our old stories right. or whatever. But how do you actively as a couple make a choice to have better habits in relationship? Is it individual or do you have to come together and do it as a couple? Both. So as a, as a marriage and family therapist, I work, I work with, you know, couples and marriages and all different types of partnerships. Um, but I also can work with the individual when it comes to your relationship habits. Um, you can think of it like dancing. So when, when you're in a partnership, you're, you decided to dance the tango. And then maybe a year down the road, the tango isn't working anymore. You know, you're stepping on each other's feet, like you're flinging each other around, you're too sweaty, you're pissed off. Um, And if one person starts changing the steps, eventually the other person has to change their steps as well. You know, if you start swing dancing while they're doing the tango, it's gonna be like, it's gonna be feel weird at first. And what are you doing? What's going on? Um, but, uh, you know, as long as the person is willing, they'll start changing their moves as well. Because when you start changing your behaviors and your reactions and the way you're interacting with them, their brain goes, wait, what? Yeah. This isn't the normal dance that we do. Um, and then, you know, sometimes it's, you find a different dance partner if they're not willing to swing dance with you. Um, and ideally, and I always say this for anybody who's coming to me um, to work on relationship stuff, I ask, is your partner willing to, to get in the room with you? Mm-hmm. Um, because there is something magical that happens when both people are actively working on it. Um, but it, it can be either or. Yeah. I just think it's really interesting because I'm like, I'm such a, I'm a lifelong learner. I constantly want, I'm like, I like to know and understand. And it's so funny because it seems like relationships, friendships, and, and, and partnerships are where there's the most, um, 
trauma learning trigger, whatever it is, right? Like everything else we can make sense. We can make sense of money. We can make sense of like career. We can make sense of um, our habits and the way we manage, but it's because we're, we're relying on someone else, right? There's some free will involved in another person's, you know, involved in that. What would you say to people who are like, I want to have better habits in relationship? Is it the same type of process? Is it kind of sitting down? And I know you guys are both huge proponents of journaling and yes. and recommend that. And can you, so I guess it's a two-part question. What would you first recommend? And then secondly, how could journaling be helpful in these types of scenarios? Yeah, great question. Um, so just to make sure I'm understanding you correctly, you're asking like, is the process the same? Like if an in, two different individuals come to me, they're going, I want to improve my relationship. Do I kind of dole out the same type of Is it a toolkit? Is it something they can do through the app? Is it, yeah, like, is there a formula? Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> is there, is there a secret some sauce? magical ingredient? <laughs> right. Well, there, I, I love that you ask, us, ask this because there are basic things that need to fall into place first and that are, are going to set the foundation for building a healthier relationship. And those are the things that we start with, with habit better. And frankly, what I start with in, you know, therapy, when I'm seeing individuals who are seeking that kind of goal, um, and my head just explodes because there are so many of them, but I'll, I'll stick to some basics. Um, John and Julie Gottman, I don't know if you've, you're mm-hmm. familiar with their work. Okay. Yeah. World renowned, you know, couples, uh, psychologists, they talk about small things daily. Small things daily are, you know, you can think of as your your relationship habits or your rituals, things that you do um, versus grand gestures occasionally. Mm. And you can break these down to little things. Um, there's a magic ratio that I always tell every, every person when they're struggling in their relationship. I say, what is your ratio of positive to negative experiences in your relationship? And usually if they're coming to me, the ratio is off. The negative experiences are a little bit higher than the positive ones. Okay. Because they have it in their head that the positive experiences have to be like this magical date night or this wonderful romantic gesture. But small things daily is really about, are you telling your partner that you appreciate that they took out the trash? Mm -hmm. Um, When your partner, and this is, you know, my favorite basic ritual, rituals around leaving and coming back together. So when your partner leaves, are you giving them a, a kiss goodbye or are you saying, I'll miss you? Um, when they come back, are you letting them know that you're happy to see them again? Mm-hmm. Um, when you fight, even when you disagree, there should be a ratio of five to one for five positive things or, or even neutral things to one negative thing. So how are you arguing? Are you yelling? Are you rolling your eyes? Are you calling them names versus are you validating them? Mm-hmm. Are you listening? Are you using I statements? And so while it might seem like a really big toolbox with a bunch of little things, you start implementing, throwing one in there every now and then, it starts shifting that ratio and you're at a better foundational place to start building better connection or start, you know, um, working on your, your conflict style and changing up how that goes or getting to know each other better again and connecting in a deeper way than you maybe have for the past, you know, months or years. Yeah. I feel like if, if more people came to this kind of like intentional way of just living their lives individually, like it would naturally affect their partnerships and their relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of the reasons I love what I do in the platform that I have is that I'm like, I feel like each person who works on themselves, that's why the show is called Love is Viral. I don't know if you guys yeah. got any context for that. Yeah. Um 
But my daughter named it, actually. And it was, yeah. So we were talking one day about what I was going to name the company. And her her name's Olivia. And I said, should I name it after you? Should I call it Liv? And she said, well, I don't like you naming the company after me. But what if it stood for something? She's like, you believe people should love themselves and love each other. And you have a media company, so you want it to go viral. So I was like, you should make a lot of money in life. (laughs) You're an excellent marketer. Um, But I think that that's the one thing that, like, I get even from this conversation with you guys. It's kind of like, how do we help each each person a little bit um, to to understand themselves a little bit better? And it's not, here's seven steps to have the perfect life. And here's, do you know what I mean? I feel like we so many times look at these videos or these Instagram memes or whatever, and we're like, that person has the answers. And one of the things I've always said is, I don't have the answers, but I talk to a lot of really smart people. And over time, if we can guide you back to yourself, right? And so much of that has to do with journaling, spending some time alone, understanding what really feeds you and guides you and lights you up and makes you um, a better human being. And it just, there's a ripple effect. And I'm like, if we can create some generational social change through that, I think that that's, that's a big, that's a big thing. So um, I'm curious from your perspective, and this is a question that I ask everyone based on that kind of like little commercial that I just did. Um, <laughs> Loved it. Uh, what do you think that you guys do to make love go viral and or how would you tell others to do that in their lives? Mm. So I think, I mean, to what you said just a moment ago is, you know, one of the things, if you don't love yourself, how can you like love others? Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it really has to start with you. And I think you know, for me, journaling has been, you know, and what Habit Better is all about is is learning to love yourself, learning to forgive yourself. You know, um, one of my favorite journaling exercises is like, if something doesn't go as planned, mm-hmm. like, um, yeah, or, you know, I, I try to go this for the first season. Um, I... I do a journaling exercise in the third person. A lot of times I'll say, Hey, you know, Sean, you made that, da, 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 da. that sucks. It's okay. We'll do better next time. Mm. And it's that like in the third, it's like writing like a letter, of, like a note to yourself, like you would to a friend or something like that. Um, and like acknowledging it, processing it, and then letting it go and, and moving forward and learning to be okay with that and love yourself for who you are as opposed to what you achieve, which is really hard for someone like me. <laughs> I'm very like achievement focused. Yeah. Um, and I think just like journaling and like the ability to look back and, and, and plan for the future and, and be present in the moment, all, all in the same kind of activity yeah. um, helps, helps to helps me to be better for my, my wife, for my, you know, 15 month old son, mm-hmm. um, you know, my sister, business partner, yeah, we actually talked about this at the beginning because he is, he's much more, he's like an Enneagram three. It's like the achiever. Um, mm-hmm. He's very like, oh, I got like success. Yes. Um, whereas I'm more of a seven. So I'm a little bit more of a, yeah, let's float around and whatever feels good and fun. Yeah. Um, and so we kind of took those two powers and combined them um, where we, we, we want to help you achieve the things that are important into your life, but at the same time, make sure that you are 
um, achieving things that are actually going to make you feel good, right? Mm -hmm. Because when you feel joyful, when you feel fulfilled, um, when you're, you know, compassionate with yourself, when things don't go a certain way, um, you know, self-compassion breeds compassion with the world um, and compassion with other people. It's in our ability to first reflect and be kind to ourselves or first know ourselves and be curious and unknowing with what's going on inside of us. We're then able to be curious and unknowing with other people and more often assume good intent from another mm, person. That's huge. <laughs> huge, right? But it yes. starts with that inner. Yeah. No, I just, when you said that, I was like, yes, because I think so many times we look um, outward, we look out and we are wondering what what an agenda is or an angle or what, and, and, and having that self-compassion and having the ability, I feel like when I've been at my best, I don't look at people that way, but I also don't attract them. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's almost like you've kind of created this really great, um, space of, of creation where people who come into your life tend to resonate with that. Right. And they tend to, to build it. And I, I love, everything that you guys are about. I know that the app is forthcoming. If people want to find out more about what you're doing or to contact you guys or get on the waiting list, what do they need to do? Uh, if you go to habitbetter.com, um, all one word, just habitbetter, uh, you can find kind of the, the download that's on there. And then you can also sign up for the wait list. Um, we're, we're targeting early December um, for the app launch. So it'll be just in time for holidays and all that fun. Um, Dealing with family relationships. <laughs> You're like, here you go. We're going to teach you how to set, set boundaries. It'll be great. I love uh, that. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So, so I'd, I'd say go there. Um, our, I think our, both of our email addresses are on the website. Um, okay. It's like our personal emails. So you can always just like reach out. We're happy to talk. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think back to like and to make what go viral. Our mission company is to help a million people achieve habitual happiness. Um, Katie's oh, yeah. very saying happiness in it, in and of itself is a dead man's goal, um, which is why we tacked habitual on there because it's a decision that you make is like to be happy. <laughs> yes, I love that. And I appreciate the thought behind that. I was just having a conversation with someone recently and they're like, I can't stand all these things that are like, be happy. And she's like, oh. it's... It's toxic positivity, right? And so like- It is. You are allowed to not be happy all the time. And that doesn't mean you're not living a good life. Happiness doesn't stay forever. And guess what? Anxiety and stress doesn't stay forever either. You know, just as long as you're, you know, keep those, keep those habits up and you're going to be okay with the roller coaster. That is life. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, especially because you're like working on your endorphins. So you know how to like yes. <laughs> hack yourself. You're like, now I'm going to go for a run to get through this. Um, I feel like I anxious and I know what makes me feel less anxious if it is if I go outside and go for a run. Great. Yeah. Right. Uh, aside from carbs, like my, when I have a big stressful <laughs> day, I'm immediately like, where are the baked goods? And I've had to oh, learn. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I do this. This is the thing that I do. This is my unhealthy habit. So now I have to like switch it out. So it's like, once you get clear on that, but I didn't realize I was doing it for a long time. Um, and then I'd be like, why do I feel so sluggish? <laughs> <laughs> You're learning what feeds your brain better. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I want to thank you guys for being on the show with me today. I really appreciate what you're doing. Um, we'll definitely share the links in the show notes and just um, congratulations. Thank you so much for joining today. I love Sean and Katie's reminder that you are the tool. And by refining your tool on a constant basis through personal development, 
you can make sure you're in the right place to show up and serve the people and the world around you. You can check out Habit Better and all our resources and tools for creating better habits at habitbetter.com and on Instagram or Facebook at Habit Better. As always, please subscribe, leave a review, and don't forget to share with your friends. We are always interested in content that uplifts, so if you have ideas, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at dearlive at loveisviral.com. You can also find us on Instagram at loveisviral.media or visit our website at loveisviral.com. Apple users, don't forget to give the Live Pocket Coach a try by downloading it for free for seven days. 